Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 798. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbiyismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis, Fabli Yitzchak, Ben Aftali, David, Zechrono, Levracha. So as we come even closer to episode 800, uh, I'd love if anybody would be capable or able to share. That would be really phenomenal. Just share with one person and say, hey, the rabbi's making me do this. But uh, it'll increase our listenership. Hopefully they'll share as well, and they'll hear this tomorrow when I say it. So what I want to talk about today is the bracha of modem. I've been giving extensive classes on this bracha, and I wanted to summarize some of the ideas that I've been sharing. The bracha of modem, of course, is the only bracha other than the first in which we bow, in our Amida, in our Shmona Esrei, it's an incredibly significant bracha for that reason, and we bow because it's so significant. It's also the longest bracha. It's also a bracha that has a different version of it during the Chazan's repetition because they can't do the gratitude for us. So I wanted to just focus on some of the elements of gratitude, not just you know looking around in our lives and trying to figure out what we are thankful for, but what specifically is the bracha trying to highlight? Like, what is it? that we're supposed to be focused on. So the, the excuse me, the bracha actually points in a lot of directions. First, the bracha comes after ritzei, and that ritzei deals with the avoda. So the seder hayom beautifully explains how really uh, the avoda was, uh, existed in the Beis HaMikdash, and we pray for that to return, but there's an important reality. It has not returned, and yet for the past 2,000 years, we have been without a Beis HaMikdash, we have been without, until very recently, a homeland, a place, a center, a base of operations. And we have been subject to the whims and the desires of the nations that are our hosts. And things have not always gone well, but they could have gone a lot worse and as difficult as that is to imagine, the fact of Jewish survival, the fact that we are saved and we have survived throughout all of these incredibly difficult circumstances is remarkable, and is something which should be noted. And so he says that in the aftermath of Ritzei, when we note that there no longer is a Beis HaMikdash, we then go and focus on this modem, the gratitude that we have for in spite of the Beis HaMikdash, this idea that we have survived. Anyway, that's number one. There's another line in there, Mogain Yesheni, we refer to God as our Mogain, as our shield. Now, one of the things we don't focus on a lot, and we probably should, you know, we usually think of gratitude as the things that we have that we're grateful for. But what about all of those things that we don't have, meaning the bad things that we have avoided? Mogain Yesheni, God is the shield of our salvation. There is so much that can happen so quickly in regard to our health, circumstances, things that happen to the people around us, all sorts of dangerous environments that we might be into in one way or we might walk into one way or another. So many things can go wrong and they don't or they almost always don't and so many of them are fine and we never acknowledge the fact that so much worse can be and it's not a positive thing to focus on but every once in a while when we're scanning the world for our gratitude, Mogain Yeshenu, this idea is very important. So we have Jewish survival, we have the fact that we are shielded, we have the idea of Al that's also mentioned, our lives that are put in God's hand. In that line, we are focused on the fact that we thank God directly for his involvement. Uh, some time ago, I spoke about the idea of God being involved in our lives and no other power, no other force. We are indebted to God for that sense of direct involvement. And so we thank God for that. 
Our lives are in your hand and in no one else's. It is ultimately only God that matters in our existence. Then we say, Every day there are miracles, the daily miracles. And when we think about daily miracles, I mean, that's a little bit absurd if we think of miracles in the show-stopping sort of way, that uh, something's floating or something's magically happening. When we think of miracles, we actually are uh, using the Ramban's definition. The Ramban talks about how miracles are where God is involved. Now, God is involved is always a miracle. It's supernatural. It's not necessarily automatic. All of those all of those interactions that God has with the world are considered to be miracles because they didn't have to happen. They're happening in a supernatural sort of way. So if that's how we understand miracle, we're meant to consider all of the interactions that God has in our lives, all of the times that we see God in our lives, we perceive God, and the bracha of modem is indicating that that is happening, Erev v'voker v'tzaharayim both in the evening and in the morning and in the afternoon, b'chal ace, at all times. We are wondering, uh, we are beholding this wondrous interaction between us and God. And if we're not seeing it, we have to look a little bit harder. This, of course, these miracles are not the overt miracles that we generally think of when we think of miracles. And that's why uh, in a few weeks from now, we're going to be putting in the uh, the bracha of Al Hanis in Tamodim, the bracha of Al Hanisim, or the the section of Al Hanisim, which discusses specifically the miracle of the battle of Hanukkah, not the miracle of the oil. The miracle of the oil is like wow, it's, it's magical. The miracle of the battle is very natural, and seeing God's hand, seeing the miracle in that, is the challenge that Modim is made of, and so that is the idea of Nisecha Shabuchol Yom. And Erev Vavoker Vitzaharayim. Rav Schwab points out something beautifully. He says Erev Boker Vitzaharayim is not just three times of the day, but it's three moods of the day. Erev, things are a little bit frightening and scary. It's dark. We have to, I don't know, we have to go back home and, and there's, there's you know, a lot of uncertainty. Boker is, you know, the, the morning when we're, when we're pretty much uh, getting up and things are, the way he understands, Things are, are looking up, and, and there's a little bit of light on the horizon. Saharayim is when we're on top of the world. And so any one of those circumstances have uh, things that uh, revolve around them that there is what to be grateful for. Even if things seem uncertain, there's what to be grateful for. And if we're on top of the world for sure, but at any, at any part of this range of experience, there are gratitudes to be found, and these nisim are happening. Even if we feel down in the dumps, there are amazing things that we can find in our lives, and definitely, if we're in our high moments, there are things that we can find with our lives. Kilo the paragraph says, your mercies do not end. Why would your mercies end? The answer is because we do plenty to no longer deserve them. We have again and again angered or, or or so to speak or or we have done the wrong thing we are not necessarily deserving of all of what we have and that rachamim that mercy allows us to still be the beneficiaries of all this goodness in spite of any way we might try to forfeit it the, the paragraph sort of, uh, begins uh, its ending section all of the chayim will praise you. So one understanding of a Chol HaChayim is that Chayim stands for the classic four things 
that we thank for. The Gemara says that there are four people who would bring a carbon toda, a sacrifice that is focused on gratitude. One, the person who crossed the sea, the person who crossed the desert, the person who got out of the hospital, the person who got out of jail. Those people are um, encapsulated in Chaim, the Rashi Tevos. The acronym of Chaim is uh, Ches, is Chavush, imprisoned, Yam, the ocean, Yod, Yisurin, meaning like health afflictions, and finally Midbar, the desert. These are the four classic environments in which a person should not survive, did survive, and offers that gratitude. And so that word Chaim draws us into whether or not we've had those experiences or not as well. And finally, the last the last thing I'll share is this last expression of V'chol HaChaim Chasal, which Rav Schwab understands the translation to be, the totality of life shall praise you. And what he means in that is he says, there's a famous Gemara that says, A person has to pray and thank for the bad the same way they do for the good. We have to not thank, because the word isn't thank. We have to acknowledge God's involvement in whatever happens in our lives. Not just in the weak points in the Erev, do we need to find good things, of which there inevitably are, but even in the bad, we need to make that bracha. Very difficult, but it's because, it's because we believe that all of our experience is connected with God's existence. Everything that we have is from God. Hashem Echad, there's only one source of all in this world. And so these are just some of the important ideas brought up by Modem. And in reverse order, we remember that God is involved in both the good and the bad. We remember the four classic scenarios of gratitude that we make the carbon toda for, we bring a carbon toda, and we make the bracha nowadays of of uh, Gomel. Uh, we talk about no matter what we might do to sabotage ourselves, we still are the beneficiaries of God's goodness. We talk about how Erev Voker Tzaharayim, no matter where our life is at, good, bad, in between, there is still what to be grateful for. We talk about our lives that are in God's hands directly, how we're shielded from so much we don't realize, and also we talk about Jewish survival, the fact that we still exist and are a robust nation. All of this is worthy of one big, large thank you. Not that, but also so much more. Have a great day.